Welcome to the Alternative Prescription Podcast, where we use our experiences in healthcare, entrepreneurship, personal development, fitness, and relationships to offer you a unique perspective on how to write your own prescription for a fulfilling life. We hope that this podcast will be entertaining, thought-provoking, educating, inspiring, and fun. Our goal is that our conversations will give you the permission to pursue an alternative path, change your own narrative, and live your life on your own terms. All right, everybody. What's going on? Yes. Welcome back, guys. We are back, the Alternative Prescription Podcast. So before we get started with season two, we just wanted to just kind of give you guys a little um, overview of, of season one, you know, what we set out to accomplish, yep. uh, what were our goals, and, you know, kind of what, what we hope to do with uh, the second season here. Yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, I can't believe we're entering the second season. You know, Bolo and I, when we first started this podcast, the idea was just, can we actually do this? What will it take to do this? And when we started, we realized, oh, my God, like, you know, we can, we definitely have a voice and we have opinions and things. And I think the audience will find it very interesting. So we took on some pretty cool topics that we felt were, you know, entertaining, but thought provoking, you know, and, um, you know, we really feel that, you know, the first season was trying to like get our voice out there, you know, what are these guys about, what are their values, what's important to them, how do they see the world. And then as we prepare for the next season, um, really wanted to actually start to bring in really cool, interesting guests, you know, so you guys are going to get a different perspective, not just our voice. I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing us, but uh, Bolo and I really wanted to, you know, find people that we felt could really kind of inspire all of us, right? Entrepreneurs, people who have had really interesting careers, something you can learn from, something that we all can you know, take a bit from into our own personal life. So I think that's something Bolo and I are very proud of as we, you know, we have quite a bit in store for you guys. Yeah. So we got we got some guests for you guys. We've already recorded some very exciting episodes. Absolutely. Um, really, really interesting, uh, unique people who've done some uh, incredible things. Yes. And really excited to share with you guys. And, you know, we'll even be tackling, uh, you know, dating and yeah. marriage. We have a nice episode lined up with a female guest. Yes, so, I know. You know. Finally, we get a good one. <laughs> I know you guys. You know, we've heard we've heard the, some critiques, but and that's fair. You know, and um, just give a different point of view, right? So you just don't hear us anymore. This time, you really hear from her. Yeah. So um, buckle up. I hope you guys will, will enjoy it. Um, Absolutely. Lot, lots of stuff in store for you guys. They're gonna and, love it. They're yeah. gonna love it. I, I think um, it's actually better than I imagined. And I think some of the guests might even get second appearances. Trust, <laughs> I, I'm, I really feel that, you know, you guys are going to like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, look forward to it. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Absolutely. And we'll get started with season two. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining another episode of the Alternative Prescription Podcast. Absolutely. Yes. And today uh, we have a very wonderful guest mm -hmm. uh, coming all the way from Southern California. Yes, sir. This guy has his own engineering firm. The guy, you know, worked at nine to five for some years, yes. got some experience, leveraged it, and you know, struck out on his own. And um, you know, there's nothing more that we love to see than you know, brothers, you Absolutely. know, going out doing their own thing, um, you know, creating jobs, Absolutely. you know, building, um, you know, assets that they can pass on to their children. So it's just a wonderful thing to see. He's the classic guest that we always hope to have, right? 
one of those people who, no, I'm serious. We're not saying this to blow smoke or whatever. No, honestly, because it's a rare thing, especially a black guy in the STEM, you know, math and science, who actually has your own firm and is doing it. So it's not like something on a laptop somewhere. It's a thin, actual thin that has a, you know, sound and space in the world. So it's, it's actually, you know, when, you know, Bogle talked to me about you a few months ago and I was just kind of like, we gotta get, we gotta, we gotta get him. I mean, I know Corona kind of messed things up, but <laughs> yeah. you've been on our mind for a while and it's a pleasure having you and we can't wait to jump into your brain and pick your brain and see uh, what you can teach us and those listening, our listeners, we look forward to this conversation. Yeah, so everyone welcome uh, Anthony Winston. Yes. To, to the Thanks podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll just start with a little bit of your your background. Um, you know, maybe why you got into engineering. Absolutely. You know, maybe some of your earlier experiences, mm-hmm. and then kind of what drew you to entrepreneurship uh, from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to, I guess, summarize it because that can that can be a long story. But um, you know, I'm originally from the from the South Side of Chicago. Uh, spent the first 14 years of my life there, um, and then one day my mom was like, "Hey, we're." we're leaving. So we moved to Arizona for a little bit. And, you know, I, I'd much, I, I wanted to live with my grandparents. So I moved to Southern California, finished out high school here. And then I went to Arizona State. Um, and uh, that, that's right. And then while there, I went to a, a minority summer bridge program. Um, I believe it was through NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers. And um, while there, I wanted to be a network administrator just because it sounded cool. And then once I uh, once I got a little experience dealing with computers, kind of really diving deep, I realized that's not what I want to do. So I've always been interested in engineering, and so I literally pulled up a list on the computer of salaries for engineers, and electrical engineer had the highest pay. So wow. uh, I went with that. And then you know, as my classes are going through, I had a, a professor. Uh, had to have been in the 70s or 80s. He kind of pulled me by my coattail and said, "Hey." have you considered going into power? And I said, no. He said, well, a lot of people are retiring because if you think about it, most engineers want to work for the sexy companies like like a SpaceX. I mean, SpaceX wasn't yeah. doing anything back then, but NASA and things like mm-hmm. that. But no one thinks about power and dealing with facilities and utilities. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I wasn't necessarily the smartest student, but you would never outwork me. So, yeah. It was those power classes where I really excelled and that's kind of, you know, what what got me really interested in doing what I'm doing now. Um, once I graduated, I, I moved to Boston. I couldn't find a, a job in the power co- in the power industry. So I ended up working for Raytheon, which is a missile defense uh, yeah. and their missile defense division. Uh, lived, lived out there for a few years, got tired of that environment dealing with death, right? Because I'm helping to, I was working as a test engineer, so I'm helping yeah. design systems that test missiles and radars and all that good stuff. So I moved back to California, worked for General Atomics, and that's kind of where my management skills kind of blossomed. They put me in, in leadership roles, and I was test director for a couple programs. But then I got my engineering license, but it's in construction, so I knew I couldn't use it. So I took a pay cut and actually went and worked for an electrical contractor. Um, and I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know how I was going to do it, right? So I started to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. So my first project was 
you know, uh, downtown LA, they have a federal, a federal courthouse that they just built. And I was a project engineer on that. So instead of sitting in the trailer, I'm out in the field, um, bugging the electricians, like, what is this? How does that work? Right. And, uh, oh, I, I got, I got a hold of some, some drawings and I'm like, this is easy. You know, I'm used to dealing with crazy schematics. Complicated for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I would drive from Marietta, California to Corona in traffic, which is like an hour and a half, then take the train into downtown LA to work for an hour and a half. And so on that train, I literally Google, how do you start a business? Um, and you know, a website popped up. I think it was like NOLA.com. It's some yeah. website. It takes you through all the steps. And that's what I did. And it got to the point where I was sneaking out of the construction trailer to answer calls from clients because I was posting on Craigslist at the time. And um, yeah, I was only offering electrical engineering at the time. And it got to, you know, my wife was pregnant at the time. And I said, hey, I want to quit my job. And of course, she's nervous as yeah. well as be. Um, <laughs> but, but then I signed a contract with a with the project and it could sustain us for three months if I got no more work. So I said, within that three months, I know I can find a job, right? My, my skills, you know, not to be cocky, but my skills are in high demand. They still yeah, are. if you're bad, you're bad. Um, so yeah, I quit and I walked away in 2015 mm -hmm. and I was doing both at the same time in my company. Uh, they knew I was doing both. And it got to the point where I was commuting to San Bernardino and I said, look, I'm going to be working from home. You call me when you're ready for me to finish your drawings while I continue working on Winston Engineering. And it worked out and I walked away and we've been going strong for a little over five years. Um, since then, we've uh, offered now mechanical and plumbing engineering. So we offer what's called MEP, mechanical, electrical and plumbing. Um, and I have three full-time employees and it's, it's been great. So we've had well over uh, close to 360 clients and it's, it's been, it's been a really good ride. Jesus, that's, wow. That's where do I begin? That's extraordinary. I mean, just, you know, what is so interesting is that everyone's story is so different, right? But at the same time, it sounds so familiar. Right. He's a guy with an itch. And even though he didn't know what the next step would be, he just kept moving and refused to stay static. Right. And that's one of the things that a lot of people get, you know, when you want to be an entrepreneur, there's this sort of notion like, where's the roadmap? Mm -hmm. Right. Just talking to him, you know, we're in Chicago, so I know the South Side, I'm doing some properties there. So I'm very familiar with that. That's, that's like where I, I spent quite a bit of time now. Going from that to this, if someone told you the path to get to where you are today, you'd probably tell them, you know, pass me the drink. Like, you know, it's just your mind, it, it just doesn't, it just seems improbable. Yeah. Right. But one of the tools that I would just, just hear in your conversation is, self-confidence and that's something I would like to kind of maybe get a bit more background in that and just the the will to keep trying something different and taking a chance or betting on yourself because yeah. I would love to have heard the conversation with you and your wife <laughs> pregnant 
and you're talking about I want to quit my job. I mean, I could just imagine yeah. if it's a sister, like, are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, she, I mean yeah. for real, like, yeah, yeah. Don't call me a mother, you know? Yeah, yeah. But before we, we dive into that real quick, um, I, I came across something the other day. Um, just the idea of you know how you get out of the analysis paralysis, yeah, just sure. you know, um, just being someone who moves forward. And just this idea that like when when you're on your path, like you don't always know what it'll be, yeah. but as you just move forward, the path will yeah. pave itself. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I think um, you know, just a certain level of like faith, of like okay, I don't know where this is gonna go, but you know, follow my gut. Absolutely. I'm gonna you know keep doing what I'm drawn to, and you know, just believe it's gonna work out. Completely agree with you. And one of the things that even though he didn't say it, I'm just just trying to put this out there he refused to stay static right like there's a momentum to his actions he's constantly moving and trying this and trying that you know i think there was a quote i heard from a i used to watch this uh, show called the access studio years ago back in the early 2000s and um i think his name was james lipton he used to interview all these actors mm-hmm. and i'll never forget the interview he had with anthony hopkins who was this legendary actor and he, he had a quote, and I stuck it on my wall, and he said, be bold and mighty forces will come your way, right? So the way I took that to me is, not to sound all spiritual, but the universe of God, something will come along and just support you. Someone's going to pull your coattail and say, hey, why don't you try this? But if you never took that class, that's not happening, right? If you didn't go out to that parking lot as opposed to being a boss in a, you know, an air conditioning, you know, uh, room, and you went out to go talk to the, the guys on the ground and look at the schematics, you don't go, whoa, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So like, it's this adventure he's had, and that's what the entrepreneurial story is about: taking a chance on yourself and just just being a bloody pirate, just go for it, you know. Yeah, I like how you mentioned analysis or paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. I always get it mixed up. Um, yeah, you got it. You got it. But. Um, but I think that's super important because you, you try to crunch the numbers, you try to come out with a budget prospectus, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Like luck, I got lucky with Winston engineering because I started it with three or $4,000, right? I needed a beefy computer with some software. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked out. I've worked on other businesses that one recently that didn't work out at well, I kind of shelved it, but it was mm-hmm. actually building a facility and wow. it's a, it was an entertainment facility and you get stuck into the numbers. Um, mm-hmm. And I try not to do that. I try every day, try to make a step forward. It could be three steps. It could be half a step. Yeah. Um, but as long as you're moving forward, um, yeah. I think that's super important. Yeah. And then you, you were talking about not getting stuck and just actually getting over that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a mentality where if this don't work out, my family is not going to eat. Mm. Um, so... It, it, you know, we do pretty well financially, but when we get, when I get paid by a client, I'm like, cool, my mortgage is paid for another month, even though I, I know I'm okay, but it, it's, it's just, I can't help it. It, it makes me think of, uh, uh, what's his name? Big Sean. He's uh, like, <laughs> I can't believe it. he got um, one, one of his songs and he says, I, I'm still waking up like the rent's due. Wow. Right? Hmm. Um, and that really sticks with me. Um, because I prepare for, for financial emergencies and things like that, but I, I got to stay hungry because, you know, my four and five year old and my wife, they're not, they're not going to eat. 
and I keep that in the back of my mind. Um, and then two, you got to think about, and this is some things I've talked to my family about, about trying to be bold and make, make moves in their lives is that you got to think about the worst case scenario. If things didn't work out, I would go get a job, right? Um, my kids are, you know, nobody's going to die, right? You're going to survive. So you got to think about what is the absolute worst case scenario. Even if I had to tap my, you know, my retirement funds or whatever the case may be, I know I can build it back up. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's kind of how, what my mentality is like. No, it's, it's like, it's like this, you're, you're like a total dude, man. You're like a guy, you're like a guy, guy, right? I'm like, I'll just tell him be like, I get that energy, right? And, and for our women listeners, you guys can also do this too. I'm just, I'm just talking to him right now. Just that vibe of can do, you know, there's a sense of responsibility. He has something in his case, bigger than himself driving him. You know, that's like that, you know, you know, for, you know we have other podcasts, we talk about dating and stuff. Like for women, like you want a man with that kind of an attitude, that sense of responsibility, that will. And we ain't going to go into a dating or nothing like that, but <laughs> just just feeling that vibe, I'm like, I know that guy. You know what I mean? I feel it, you know. That sense that I got to make this, come hell or come sunshine, this is on me. Yeah. You know, and, and what that does is it's like, you know, it's like it makes you step the game up. It just does. Yeah. You have no, you can't. There's no other option. You no, let me down. Yeah. you can't be as. I mean, I'm married too. Like, you know, it's for real, and yeah. and I get it. It's like to be an entrepreneur. There's a level of desperation that people don't talk about. It's almost mm-hmm. like I got to do this. I just cannot be in this cubicle anymore. I got to get out. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I got to get out. And I sensed that when he was just talking. I was like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> you know, but sorry, go on. Yeah, or maybe maybe you can uh, segue into a little bit about um, just kind of what drew to entrepreneurship and kind of um, what 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 is it about entrepreneurship, or, or even yeah. what what drives you now mm-hmm. to to continue in it, or you know, are, are you going to tell your kids, hey, you know, just get a nice job, or you know, it's going to be more so like, hey, you know, build your own thing, or yeah. maybe like engineering, maybe want to start your own thing, you know, like Absolutely. like what do you what advice are you even giving your kids now about you know career path mm-hmm. or you know versus entrepreneurship and and things of that nature. Yeah, just your, uh, your philosophy. Uh, well, I'll go back to kind of the beginning. Um, I, initially, when I was like in high school, I'm like, I want to be a CEO, right? I want to mm. be a CEO of a big, huge corporation. And I envisioned me working for a big corporation, right? And then once I got into corporate America, I saw that all they do is deal with spreadsheets and it just looks very boring. Um, and no, no shade to anybody who's like, you know, yeah. in that position, but that is just not for me. I like dealing with working with my hands and, and all that good stuff. But um, one day while working at Raytheon, they got, they sent us their financial report, how, how much their profits were. And it was like, I don't know, a billion dollars. And I stood up in my big cubicle farm and I was like, I'm helping to do that. It may be a very small piece, mm-hmm. but I'm actually helping to do that. So why mm-hmm. don't I try to figure out how to do that myself? Mm. Um, and I've always been the type of person to jot down kind of product ideas. And I actually tried to start a company called, it was called Infinite Solutions X3, right? If I was mm. a rapper, 
that would have been my first horrible rap name. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I figured not only do we have solutions, but our infinite solutions, but we got times three. So well, whatever. That's good. Um, and I was trying to, I started learning how to use 3D software and, and start pitching ideas to companies. It didn't go anywhere, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't stop. I knew there was something else um, because I got tired of companies telling me what my worth was. Mm-hmm. When we go into those reviews and all that stuff, you're, you're telling me what I'm worth. You're telling me, you know, not always correctly how well I'm doing. I think that is so spot on. Like, I always bring up the concept of the fear of failure, right? I sense you have supreme self-confidence, right? I see you don't feel fear because it's almost like he's talked about at least two companies he's tried and didn't quote unquote pan out, but it's almost like it doesn't matter, right? It just adds to his story. It just adds to the narrative that makes Winston Engineering what it is, right? So it's like, I think a lot of all, a lot of times we could sort of focus on the end, but the process really is where the meat is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's funny you mentioned the end. I, I think, I think I am becoming a serial entrepreneur because I, I like physically building things, whether that's like I'm a garden, right? So I plant seeds and grow vegetables, right? Um, and my body, right? I've been in competitions, physical competitions, right? So you built, you're seeing something being built. Um, I think that's where the fun is, is building it, not necessarily at that kind of that end point. Um, but then I'll go back to your question about what I tell my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to the point where, because my company is virtual, we've never had an office. So my kids always see me at home. They That's know awesome. I have an office at home. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, like, do my kids think I actually work? <laughs> <laughs> so I, they're four and five, so I try to explain what I do. And now they're, I, I see a sense of pride that they have in me, which is cool. Yeah. And I tell them, hey, daddy's a boss. Daddy does this. Daddy does that. Yes. Um, but I, I do want my kids to be self, I have daughters, to be self-sustaining. Yeah. Um, whether that's doing real estate, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. I want them to align <laughs> their passions with making money. So if mm. you want to be a chef, I think it's a good idea that you go work for other chefs in various industries and then you branch off and do your own thing. Um, because that, doing your own thing, that freedom is just, it's I would be a horrible employee right now. No, it's, it's almost like um, a friend of mine told me and, you know, she was saying, you know, if I were to go practice or, you know, finish up my, my residency, that I would be a horrible person. I, I wouldn't be able to do it because I'm so used to freedom, freedom yeah. and thinking for myself. <laughs> she was like, she's like, "Lo, you say I don't work for you. I'm like, come on. She goes, no, you just. You're like a wolf now. You be you. You're not a house cat anymore. I'm like, I don't like that about that. But she just, I mean, she was just like being real with me. I was like, oh wow. No, it's like, it's like it's like a shark once he's tasted blood. It's like, oh my, not to be graphic, guys, but just this that sense. It's like you can't go back. You're like a, it's like a conqueror. You want more, you know? Yeah. Like, if we reach out to you two, three years from now. He might have multiple companies, like, like for yeah. real, for real. Yeah, he might have yeah. sold this, yeah. done yeah. this, and you know, it would tap him to help point out studio. Like, yeah. you know <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but my point is, like, it's great to see someone in the process, someone who's constantly evolving, right? And it's like, it's you, but it's like, it's an extension of you, 
right? This is like a creative outlet, like an artist painting a picture, right? Yeah. Tomorrow you can find a new inspiration, drop this and stuff, make a, a whole new, you know, David, a sculpture, whatever. But it's like, it's so cool that your kids are learning that a boss does not have to go to an office in a suit for somebody else. A boss can be playing in the garden with them mm -hmm. and building an empire. And they will see this and they're going to be way ahead of All your right. peers. I swear to you, trust me on that, you know? Yeah. And, and that is so great. Like, um, not to digress too much. Like if you had to like say what in your background kind of, gave you this mindset is it just genetics or is it just like is it your yeah. grandparents your folks like how did this mind happen because that's really, that's where the engine is the mind um i think my work ethic definitely comes from my mom i mean i she used to, when we lived in chicago she works for uic university of illinois chicago oh, yeah. I so i spent a lot of time on that campus after mm -hmm. school like i literally roamed around the camp the whole campus by myself as a kid um, while she was working and sometimes she'd work late at night, eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. And I'm there and she worked in the accounting department. She could be all five cents and we're going to be there all night. till she find that five cents? And I'm like, mom, can't you just take it out your pocket and put it in there? You know? And she's like, no, I got to find it. And then my grandparents, you know, my grandfather worked for the, the, the uh, phone company, I don't know, 30 years or something like that. Um, hardworking man, my grandmother, you know, she recently passed away. she, she was like a hustler. She was a barber. She drove wow. buses. Huh. Um, she was always involved in, the, you know, in the church. But just that, that grind, mm -hmm. I think I got that from them. Um, yeah. And then in terms of the entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, I, mm -hmm. I don't really know. Um, yeah. I, I, I can only think of a few people in my family that were entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, but it's just something that clicked. Mm -hmm. And that may be because I saw them work so hard that, I didn't want to have to you want that life. Mm -mm. Yeah. I, I just, mm -mm. I, I didn't want that. I, because you mentioned, you know, you're a wolf, you, you're, you're, you're constantly hungry and chasing, mm -hmm. but not necessarily. I have an end game in mind, right? I yeah. have a, I have a set dollar amount that I need. Mm -hmm. I, exactly. yeah. I, I don't need to be super wealthy as long as I can work when I want to, mm -hmm. and I can devote my life. I, I still, obviously I do now, but devote my life to coaching my kids, um, serving the community, right? Mm -hmm. um, and just traveling the world. That's yeah. That mm -hmm. would make me happy. I don't yeah. need a lot of material things. Yeah. No, that that is so cool. That it's like I mean, like you know, Bolo reads like a book a week. Is is ridiculous. Like, what do you read? Like, like what's your? <laughs> um. So audio books have been amazing and. I haven't been doing it as much because I'm not in the car as much as I used to be. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I finished up a couple of uh, Damon John's books. Um, yes. They're, they're kind of oh, okay. cool. um, Simon Sinek's Star Wars. Oh, yes, 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 uh, yes, yes, yes. That book was, was amazing. And then yeah. uh, recently I, I read his uh, or listened to Isn't Leaders Eat Last. Oh, yes, Simon. yes. Leaders yeah. Eat Last was that, that flipped my whole mindset within yeah. the past two years about how you lead. Yeah. Um, right. And now, realizing like Bo's lane right here, man. He's like, he's like bugging <laughs> out right here. I'm just looking at. He was just like tweaking. I'm like, calm down, calm down. Yeah. yeah. And actually, the the last book I I, I listened to was uh, Dapper Dan's Made in ha Made in Harlem. Ooh, wow. 
Um, it's a it's a really good book in that his life is just amazing right? in, in terms of the things that he saw as a black man growing up in the 50s and, and mm-hmm. coming up. He did a lot of illegal things. I'm not condoning that stuff. Yeah. But his hustle mentality and yes. just how he approached business, um, it just, it's amazing. It's a lot of good lessons learned in that book. No, no. Nice. That's incredible. And one, one thing I think um, for a lot of people with, with ambitions or goals mm-hmm. or, or passions is I think sometimes, you know, the environment around them, you know, maybe family or friends can kind of limit them, you know, maybe mm-hmm. like, you know, putting their beliefs on them or you know, negativity or, or naysaying. Um, so how, how did you like deal with any negativity you encountered or what, what was that like? Um, you know, just, just as you were kind of bringing it to fruition, like, yeah. You know, were there people in your life that maybe were kind of negative yes, or, sir. you know, how, how did you deal with that? And or maybe even how how do you still deal with that? Because I, I think a lot of our listeners out there, maybe they have like a business idea yeah. or you know, just like like a passion or something. But, you know, maybe yeah. somebody told them, oh, no, you can't do that. Or, oh, that would never work. And, you know, and, you know, so many dreams die you yeah. know, just that way, as opposed to, you know, actually trying and, and you know, not succeeding. Yeah. And just one more thing to ask me before you jump in, please. And like. People might think you're crazy, right? <laughs> like, like for living for, for leaving a job that you get a paycheck every two weeks to go out there to be a wolf. Can you just extrapolate a bit more on that? How you yeah, so that? I, I kind of got lucky, and I think that's a testament to my work ethic that family and friends have seen over the years. I didn't necessarily have any naysayers when I started Winston Engineering, but I did get that, which was, you sure you want to walk away from a good-paying job? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I've run the numbers. Um, and I think for people who, so when I first approached my wife, she was kind of against it. Right. And so I was like, I was like, all right, I got to my, your wife is not only your, your friend, your lover, your, your therapist, whatever the case may be, but uh. <laughs> your, your wife, your husband, whatever your relationship is, um, they're your business partners. So I had to come with like, all right, here are the numbers, right? Yeah. Here's the, here are the units that I'm moving, right? Wow, yeah. Um, and then once she saw the, the, the money and what's going on, then it made sense. So yeah. you, you have to, I would always say, and I, I didn't have to do that with Winston Engineering because I didn't need anybody else's money. Mm-hmm. But I'll, go to, uh, oh, what is the name of this website? I'll think of it, but it's a website where it's, it's a template and it takes you through a business plan, creating a business plan. It asks mm-hmm. you questions, you enter it and it spits out a PDF or, or a document um, of wow. your business plan. So you, you can put all your, that sometime. Uh, I, I, I'm going to remember it. Not right now because my mind <laughs> yeah. would love to have that. Um, but yeah, and, and that, and that forces you to flush out your idea, especially with the financials, what the ROI is and, and all that good stuff. So you, if, if you, if you have a spouse or whoever, give them that business plan. Like, look, this is what I'm trying to do. And if it, if it, pay, if it works out and the numbers jive, then keep doing it. But if, if you still, you know, you got naysayers, you got to bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little, my little brother, I, I call him little, but he's in his twenties. Um, <laughs> he's an amazing talent, super funny. And I'm like, before you had kids, I was like, dude, you can live in your car and pursue acting Mm. or whatever yeah Mm. like while you're young so you really just got to bet on yourself no it's like oh man like i wish we had another hour with this guy man (laughs) because no for real just from just like 
the whole stuff of relationship with his wife and that kind of partnership. To just I can out. always come back. Like, like, we were like, for real, man. Being like, yeah, we, got, we need a part two with Anthony Winston. For real, for real, man. Because you're just stroking a lot of our, you're like the, yeah, we're going to keep it, yeah, we just keep, we, we have a script to follow. You have a tight schedule, but there's a lot we just, we could just unpack in this cat, man. No, but um, let me see. So, like, you mentioned New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Help us. What's going on? <laughs> well, this is, I guess, this is the first time I publicly brought this up. But, um, Thank you. you know, as you can tell, I'm a black man in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be very difficult for us here. Um, with everything that you see, with how, how our bodies are treated, how they've been treated and how they probably will continue to be treated. Um, it just, it makes me sick to my stomach. Like I, I live in an area, it's, it's, um, it's a pretty nice area and I've gone for walks with my girls and I'm like, should I bring my wallet to have my ID just in case? Um, like I shouldn't have to think like that. Um, I've been pulled over and then rightfully so, cause I was speeding trying to get my girls to, to school. And at the time, my oldest was two, my youngest was, you know, she was still in diapers. And I just remember looking back and saying, I love you guys, because anything mm. could happen. Um, That's deep. And it just, I feel like we've been, I don't want to discredit all the work that's been done by amazing folks. Just uh, John Lewis, who just passed away. Shout out yeah, to him. Yeah, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. You know, he's my frat brother, and I wish yeah. I would have got a chance to meet him. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, people have done amazing work, continue to do amazing work. Um, and I think things will slowly improve, but there's a bigger world out there. Yeah. Um, and we, we're, we're begging for a seat at the table uh, in a restaurant where we're not wanted. Mm. And yeah, that's powerful. I, I just, I just want to, you know, we may not even like it when we move over there. Who knows? But I at least want to try it. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I think, um, you know, my brother and I, and we're talking to B the other day, like he was just talking about how he literally has to leave the country sometimes. He loves to go to South America. I do just to just see a new world and get a different perspective on things, you know? Yeah. And, and like I said, it, look, you know, we, we had a podcast on this issue and it was, it was intense, Very you much. know, it was intense. And, yeah. um, and again, it's just, it's such a wonderful thing because it's sort of, it's all interwoven in your narrative, you know, because we don't, we can't compartmentalize yeah. exactly our lives like that. You know, you're an engineer, you're still a black dude, you're a dad, you're still a husband. You know, it's not separate. They're all merged into, you know, Anthony Winston the third. So I get it. I really do. And I think it's going to be a whole new adventure for you. And yeah. what I think is so cool is that you know, you, you look like you have a partner that believes in you, right? Absolutely. And, My wife and, is amazing. Yeah, it, it's a game changer. Like, I'm such a, you know, Bola's an amazing wife, and I'm, you know, I'm not married yet, but I'm like, man, I cannot mess that up because mm-hmm. I could see the impact. When it works, it's, you just get better yeah. as a guy. You just really do. You know what I mean? You can focus on other things. You can be creative. You can let, you know, handle this. I got this. And it's, I get it. And I think we kind of, especially as brothers who unfortunately kind of diminish the idea of marriage or finding the right partner or dating properly, I think mm-hmm. from just hearing you talk and obviously being around Bo, uh, B, um, 
I see how important that is in your analysis and your decision making and something to fight for, mm-hmm. you know, and that's pretty amazing, bro. Yeah. So, so maybe, um, you know, as we're, I guess we're about to wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what advice would you give to, you know, somebody who's, you know, looking to start a business soon yeah. or, or maybe they're, you know, maybe they want to break out of corporate America or, or, mm-hmm. or start their own thing. Yeah. You know, like what, what advice would you give them? Um, both in terms of maybe, you know, actionable steps and also just like, like mindset yes, and um, just, just the, the, the mental approach to mm-hmm. it. And, and, and maybe even, you know, um, tying in the relationship piece too, because that, that's going to be a big, a yeah, big part. Of we're we're kind of in that phase, like yeah. the audience is sort of in that phase <laughs> where they're trying to navigate that career stuff, you know, being a black male, masculinity, business and relationships, like just help us bow this up for us. I think you got to be upfront with your partner about what you're thinking about. Don't just hit them with, Oh, I want to start a food truck. And they're like, I don't even know you like to cook. Right. So, <laughs> um, so you, they, they have to be with you on that journey. Um, and like I said, you have to really flesh out that idea with, 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 which, with your financials that, mm-hmm. cause that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to align your interest with making money. Um, and then once, once you get to that point and it's, it's time to go, you got to really set the foundation. And when I say set the foundation, getting your articles in corporation, whether you're going to be an LLC, S-Corp, whatever the case may be, getting your business, whatever business license that you need in whatever county or city you live in. Um, then you have to make sure your banking is right, because without that, you can't even get a bank account, um, getting the proper banks, making partnerships with banks, right? Um, I was lucky in that I have a, a strong relationship with a bank. Um, and now I walk in and I'm like, hi, Mr. Winston, right? Wow. Because I've been with it for so long. Mm-hmm. And when I start new businesses, I get accounts instantly hmm. um, because I've built those relationships. Yeah. Business um, banking relationships are extremely important because sometimes you're going to need lines of credit, right? Um, to either float you for a little bit or just as an emergency. And people, mm-hmm. lines of credit, you pay, I don't know, $150, $200 a year to have that line of credit, but it's like a, it's like a money in a savings account mm-hmm. that you get charged interest on it. Yeah. Um, so lines of credit are super important. Establishing credit cards mm-hmm. um, is super important. Uh, make sure you get a card with rewards. Um, and then you just go. And I think right now with the pandemic, people have to figure out ways to do things virtually, right? Brick and mortars are it's their only way out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned food truck uh, kind of jokingly, but food trucks are amazing because it's, it's a relatively low upfront cost yeah. and you can move around. Um, and I think there's, there's power in that. And me personally, I just didn't like going into an office. So that's why I never got an office. Yeah. Um, but you really got to think outside the box in terms of how are you going to serve customers in the realm that you're interested in? Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, make sure your taxes are right. Every time I pay myself for my business, I put aside 25% into an account, into an interest bearing account, right? So the money is sitting there because Uncle Sam gonna come and get his money no matter what. Um, And 25% is kind of a good starting point. Um, It may be a little bit more, it may be a little less, but at least you're not hit with a huge tax bill. Um, And then also make sure your accounting is on point. We use QuickBooks and I, yeah. I hire someone who's a bookkeeper. Yeah. I don't know. I think she gets paid $300 a month um, to go through 
and reconciling so that they, you know, whenever I need to pull a report, it's there. Um, and that stuff is super important because when you're applying for tax credits, um, when you're applying for grants, they're going to ask for all these financial statements and you need to be able to pull that stuff up quickly. Absolutely. And, and then the last piece of it is sometimes people are like, oh man, I don't want to deal with HR. I don't want to deal with people, employees. I hired a third party HR company to deal with that, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's a relatively low amount of money that you pay every month, but it's so worth it. They take care of the HR, they take care of the payroll. Um, recently, we just applied for a California Competes um, tax credit. To it's, They're trying to keep businesses in California. And because my bookkeeping is on point, because my, my, my payroll and my, um, all my employee records are on point. I had all the information and I can apply like that. Mm. Especially even with the PPP loan, right? Yeah. The PPP loan was first come first serve. So if you scrambling trying to get financials, mm. you out of luck. Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, those are kind of some concrete things that, you know, business owners can, can follow. Absolutely. Wow. We are going to have to have you again, bro. Period. I mean, we don't know when, but we're going to get you. Like, this is, I think you're a fantastic guest. Like, I it was it. worth the wait. You know, I think um, I can, we cannot wait to see what you do next. For real. I think you're an example. I think these brothers just need to just listen to cast like you. You know, it's not like, <laughs> you know, you're an older guy who, oh man, he doesn't get it. Like, he lists a shot to John. I mean, like, he, he, like he's, he's real. Like, seriously, you know what I mean? And I think that's just great. Don't see enough guys like you out there. Married dudes, husbands, kicking butt. Like, he's the, he is, like, why we do our podcast. To celebrate guys like this, to inspire those who are listening to say, dude, he grew up in the South, side of Chicago, right? And now he could be in New Zealand running a different company. So that's just wild. I think that's amazing. I think we're, we're very happy to have had you and um, we can't wait to hear from you again, man, for real. I appreciate it. And just one last thing, um, you know, you can check us out, Winston e, WinstonENG.com. Search Winston Engineering on all social media platforms. I post heavily on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and reach out to me if you got questions um, on those platforms. And I'll preface it by saying this, reach out to me if you're serious, because mm. far too often I get people who hit me up who I'll spend 30 minutes to an hour on the phone or type it up a long email and then there's no follow through. So mm. now, now, now you've wasted my time. Yeah. Um, and that's not cool. I'm not asking you to take me to lunch. I mm -mm. have all this information that I can give for free. Yeah, um, but just make sure that you follow through with it. No, I, I think I think that's so well said. I think paying it forward, you know, and I, I, I sense that spirit in you to just pay it forward, show someone the next the, the way it's done, so they don't make the same. I don't want to call it mistakes because I don't think they're mistakes. I think it's just the process. Yeah, you know, just learn these. This works faster than this, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's wonderful. And I think I'm going to get quite a bit of people reaching out to you. And uh, we can't wait to post this, you know, in our new season. And uh, promise us a part two, please. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. <I'm here. laughs> okay. Thanks, mate. Okay. Thank you so much, yeah. sir. Thank yeah. you. It's really it's been a great conversation. It and, really has been. You know, maybe part two will get into uh, – are you into real estate, too, or did, did I see that? 
Um, I, I've owned a few rentals in the past and then we sold them, but recently, so while we're waiting for our visa to be processed, we were looking for, cause we're selling our house. So we're looking for rentals and it truly is a housing crisis because we're having so much trouble getting a rental. It was easier to buy a brand new house. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it's really sad. It truly is a housing crisis. But when we move to uh, New Zealand, we will then rent out that house. Good. Mm, Good okay. stuff. Good stuff. Nice, nice. Okay, anyway, well, thank you so much, Mr. Good Winston. Man. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, cheers. My oh, man.